Dr. Martin Luther King said, nothing in the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. Welcome to another podcast that we like to call Wise Counsel. Let's go. Hey, have you considered adding your voice to the podcast space? If you have, I've got the perfect solution for you. Anchor is the platform you've got to use. Its ease of use and user-friendly approach allows even the tech novice like myself to look and sound like a professional. You've got the experiences in life the world needs to hear, and Anchor wants to help you tell your story. Go to the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store and download Anchor from there. You'll be so glad you did. Now back to our episode already in progress. All right, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to all of you who are listening. So excited uh, to be back uh, in another episode. Actually, this is our very first uh, pioneer uh, uh, pilot episode of Wise Counsel. I'm super excited uh, to be here today uh, with such an amazing young woman, uh, a person that I have known for a long time. And uh, and as time has gone along, we're getting the chance to uh, become more acquainted. I've known her from a distance. And then as time has gone along, God has allowed us to really come together and it's really amazing. So um, Wise Counsel, y'all help me, uh, y'all help me embrace and love on Zanetta Collins. Zanetta, how are you today? All is well. <laughs> good, 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 good. So glad to have you um, as our as our guest today. Um, now, now I want to just kind of just jump into some things because um, you have an amazing story. Um, uh, it's, it probably is not amazing to have to live it, right? <laughs> right. Um, uh, but somebody is going to be the better because of uh, what you've experienced over time. And so um, what I've noticed um, over the time that I've known you, that you are slowly but surely, you're just evolving uh, from your caterpillar self um, to your butterfly self, right? And uh, But your journey hadn't been anything, but it hadn't been easy at all. Um, give us a sense of what it's like to be you. Oh, what it's like to be me. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I don't know. Can I just throw terms out? Whatever makes okay? you happy. Whatever makes you happy. Um, pain, struggle, mm-hmm. uh, division, um, blindness. Okay. Um, uh, to perseverance, overcoming, mm-hmm. um, Kingship or queenship, yeah. Um, yeah. authority, peace, uh, overcoming. Wow. I, I would like to think that those would be some of the terms that I would probably utilize to describe my journey. But you went from like one end of the spectrum to the entire other end of the spectrum, right? And 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 that that is amazing. I think is I think it's true for all of us that if we will really take a, a holistic look at our lives, we'll see that we've really had a battles in every place, Definitely. right? Definitely. Um, and and I want to really be able to. Uh, uh, uncover some of that today because I think our audience is going to be um, greatly uh, uh, greatly impacted by what what you have to say. So so you've gone from let me let me say what I know. Okay. You've gone from like full fledged center 
right? Doing Definitely. all doing all you could do, Definitely. right? Doing all the sin you knew to do, uh, to being saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost, um, preaching, author, you know, all of that. What was the turning point for you? How did you go from where you were, uh, like like the old folk used to say back in the day, in this miserable life of sin, right? Mm-hmm. How do you go from there to being this uh, anointed woman of God? How did that happen for you? Um, I would, I think it kind of was a combination of uh, two things. Okay. One, I was tired. Two, I wanted my son to have a better example. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't do that if I wasn't in the right place. Okay. And it also, it was, uh, I was pretty much at a place of, I just felt like I was losing my mind. And I yeah. knew that if if something didn't give or shift or change that I was either going to end up dead or locked up. Wow. Um, so I just, I started going to church on my own and just maybe the third Sunday that I attended uh, the church that I'm at now, all of joy. Mm-hmm. I just stood up and just said, I'm tired because they were doing testimonials. And um, I never really believed in testimonials because the church that I grew up in from my understanding of a testimony it, it just more so looked like people bashing gotcha. versus the good aspects of, you know, giving the testimony. So gotcha. I never, I never saw that. So I didn't agree with it. So okay. to walk into the all of joy and to see people praising God, you know, maybe telling what they're dealing with, but also, you know, look, I need help here or whatever the case may be. It kind of gave me the courage to stand up and just, hey, I'm, I'm a lesbian, been a lesbian for 13 years and I'm tired. Wow. Don't know what that's going to look like. Right. But I'm tired and something needs to give. Now, now it's it's amazing um, because I, I hear a couple of different things in that. And um, uh, the, the first thing that I heard or first thing I didn't hear was that there was somebody who like brought you to Christ. Not at all. Right. That's the first thing that, that popped in my head. Like there was nobody who brought you to Christ. Not at all. So so because of where you were at the time, um, but also knowing that you had already been brought up, you know, with some level of God understanding. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Bible tells us to train. Them, train up a child in Proverbs tell us to train up a child in the way that it should go right. uh, so when they're old they won't depart from it but you know what I saw growing up wasn't the nature of God okay so when I became an adult I was just like I'm just gonna live my life gotcha because what I saw wasn't you know it wasn't right gotcha um and maybe they didn't they, I, I don't know if they knew or didn't know I'm not sure but um, so that kind of gave me a sour taste when it came to having um, a relationship with God until I got to the place to where I was on my hands and knees, snotting and crying like one or two things going to happen. Right. So, God, I, I don't know what you're going to do, but something need to happen. Something need to happen. Like right. yesterday. Right. So. <laughs> right. 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 So, yeah, that, you know, so it, it took a lot for me to get to a place of. um of understanding. And then also like I was taught that you pray about it and you let it go. Right. So before I actually came to Christ, you like, I've prayed about this more than one time, but it's never went away. Gotcha. So once I uh, began attending all of joy and I learned that faith without work is dead. For sure. 
then I got a different perspective. You know, For sure. yes, I can pray, but I also have to put in work yeah. to make sure that, you know, whatever needs to be taken care of is taken care of. So I've heard you give a shout out twice to your to your church, Oil of Joy Ministries. Yes. You got to tell <laughs> us tell us about the apostle Shauna Jackson. That's got to be. I know you love your pastor. Yes. Um, amazing woman of God. Uh, what kind of influence has she had on your life? Oh, my goodness. Um, she's probably been the biggest influence. Uh, wow. Aside from God, of course, mm-hmm. and um, helping to administer um, change in my life. Gotcha. Um, and just watching her, she is, you know, a woman of integrity. Absolutely. Um, if she absolutely if she comes and she tells you something and in that moment she thinks is right, but God tell her that it isn't right, she's gonna come back and correct herself. She's wow. not gonna try to cover, you know, her bases to well, I don't have to address this again because mm-hmm. Because on the head, right? No, she comes back and you know she deals with whatever needs to be dealt with in that moment. Okay, she doesn't live differently uh, in public versus in private. Okay, and for me, those are extremely important things because that's what I saw growing up. I saw people that lived one way in public and another way in private. And it's and- it's, it's unfortunate that we see that. And I, I think I think adults don't really understand how much children pay attention. Definitely. Right. They know a fraud when they see one. Definitely. Right. (laughs) Uh, So it's, it's good to be able to, uh, to be able to say my pastor is, is an amazing person, not Mm -hmm. just, not just an amazing pastor because you can be amazing pastor, but then not do this well. I often times tell people she wears several hats in my life. Okay. She's been a pastor. She's been a mentor. She's been a mother. Wow. You know, so she's been a friend. Okay. You know, so, but, but I think we do a pretty good job also of not blurring those lines Mm -hmm. because you have to have a balance. Absolutely. Some people don't, you know, they don't get that concept. Right. Um, but you know, she she is an amazing woman of God, and I'm I'm grateful to be in a ministry and serve where I love. Because a lot of people don't get that opportunity. Oh man, you you were just you hitting all the nails on the head. <laughs> that is so true. Um, shout out to uh, Apostle Shauna Jackson. She yes. is um, one of the premier voices in our area. I believe um, she is not one who's like on all the stages and things of that nature. Um, but like you said, you can be rest assured that if she said God said, definitely you can count on it. You can count on it. Um, so so let's let's talk about this book that you've written. Okay. Um, I, I took the opportunity to to read this book. If you uh, wise counselor, if you have not taken the opportunity to read the book called The Weight in the Weight, um, not the storm is how you storm. This was an amazing book. I, I was intrigued. And I said to you earlier, uh, I'm not necessarily a reader reader. Um, I read because I have to. Right. right? <laughs> um, but but I read the book and and I was intrigued. Um, tell me how how you came up with the concept for this book. What, what, what was your inspiration? Well, honestly, um, well. I, you know, life in general. There are a lot of things, especially in my life, and I'm sure plenty of other people's lives. Mm-hmm. I've been saved going on. I think I've been saved for 11 years now. This okay. November made 11 years. Okay. I mean, this August made 11 years. Okay. And um, I feel like there are things in my life that I should have that I don't have. Okay. And I feel that there are things in my life that I should no longer have to deal with that I still deal with. Okay. 
And I just, I was, I happened to be standing outside talking to my apostle. Okay. And um, I think I was like, I'm, I'm about to buy me a car. Mm-hmm. Buy me a new car. I think I want this BMW. Okay. She was like, you should, you deserve it. You never do anything for yourself. Right. And um, I was like, yeah, but I just got to pay attention and make sure. And um, I don't, she said something. And then I just said the weight in the way. And I was like, hmm. Uh-huh. And that's pretty much how the title came about. Wow. And, and you know, just uh, the play on words and understanding the meaning of both definitions of the weight. The okay. W-E-I-G-H-T meaning heavy. Right. And the W-A-I-T meaning time. The time, yeah. So it was like, okay, you know, these are a lot of things that I'm dealing with right now. And then God just basically started downloading in me. Mm-hmm. And, and. That's pretty much how I came up with it. I love it because when I when I read this book, um, you you wasted no time to start dropping bombs. Right, <laughs> you were dropping bombs from the from the beginning, and um, and you you talked about the revelation uh, regarding your cousin mm-hmm. and how big a deal that was for you. Mm-hmm. Um, help help us unearth that. We we won't we won't we won't give it all away because uh, we want okay. them to go and read the book. Okay. Um, but you talked about your cousin uh, and and this revelation that God gave you with regard to that. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to us about about that revelation that you had. Okay. Well, you know, I think that we're raised, you know, unfortunately, underneath certain guidelines or concepts that we think are okay. Yeah. Because that's how we were raised. Right. And um, in that. Um, sometimes we make poor decisions because of how we were raised, not knowing that there's a different way to handle the situation. Absolutely. So um, with with my cousin's situation, you know, he was just a shy young fellow that I just wanted to wanted him to just open up some and right. allow some things to take place that possibly I should not have mm-hmm. um, because I wasn't there in the moment. So I don't necessarily know what happened, but the fact that I could have put him in a compromising situation because of what I was taught. Right. That's what God was showing me. Like, yeah. you know, um, pay attention to A, B and C because right. we don't want D, E, D to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's pretty much um, that. That's pretty much uh, what took place in reference to that particular chapter. Yeah. Um, about my cousin. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I, I think it is interesting. We don't we don't all the time um, recognize the impact that we have on people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that impact is great, and sometimes that impact is horrible. Right. 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 And uh, and and I like what you said because you were like, "Hey, I thought I was just doing him a favor, yeah. really, right? Yeah. Really, kind of setting him up. They was gonna be good." Yeah. Um, but not realizing how that plays into a person's psyche. Exactly. Right. How it plays into their um, how it plays against them emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's true for many of us. Uh, if any of if any of you out there have ever uh, been molested, anybody out here have ever been taken advantage of, uh, you know what kind of mark that 
that leaves on you, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I, you know, I tell people all the time, I even myself have been down that road. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know what kind of mark being molested by someone can do. You and me both. Yeah, yeah. It, it leaves an indelible mark on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, it leaves you in a place where you're forced to make some adult decisions um, in a childlike state. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. What, what, what am I going to do? What is going to be my response? Who am I now? Right. Right. Do I do I acquiesce to what I know I just experienced or right. do I hold fast to what I know I've been taught all the while? And that in itself can be uh, can be something. I love this quote you put in the book. You said these experiences were teaching me how to bow before God so that I could stand before any man. Um, despite all my flaws and my faults, I learned that as long as I have the right mindset and a clean heart, God can still use me. Um, that is what these tests were teaching me. And now I understand I can embrace it. Let, let's let's talk about that, because I think for far too often uh, when people when they experience certain things in life, they automatically say, OK, because I experienced this, mm-hmm. this must be who I am. Definitely. Right. Because Definitely. because, you know, because that person did this to me, that person said this to me because they talked to me this kind of way. I must be that kind of person. Mm-hmm. Where do you find the resilience to say, I don't care what happened to me. This is who I am because I know what God said. Well, growing up, I wasn't, I didn't always have that resilience. Okay. Um, you know, being molested at four or five years old. Wow. You know, it taints you. Yeah. And, and then, um, you know, growing up in a home where um, that was in a sense unstable. Yeah. Because my mother was a crack addict and she was in and out. Yeah. That's, I mean, she's much better now, but. You know, unfortunately, it's it's a part of who I am. Yeah. Um, and having to take on a lot of adult responsibilities that I should not have had to take on. Mm-hmm. And also, m- my stepfather was a great guy, but he wasn't the type of guy to teach me as a father how a man should treat me. Okay. Um. So there were pieces to my puzzle that I did not have, gotcha. or that were stripped away from me. Gotcha. And, and honestly, I actually had a um, romanticized view of life and, you know, what I wanted in a partner. And um, but I was also I, I didn't lose my virginity till I was almost 18. OK, I think I might have been 18. I'm not sure. But which okay. was late for, you know, me. right, right, right. But it, it um, in that having to deal with being molested. Um, well, we shouldn't have been having sex or intercourse anyway. Right. Um, so, you know, you continuously open yourself up to things that you shouldn't be partaking in at a certain age. Mm-hmm. But because you were already opened up to it, at, at, or I was at four or five years old. Mm-hmm. So it opens you up to either, it's really only two paths you can take, either promiscuity or... Um, What's the other one? Uh, you know, being uh, like a nun. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, right. Um, unfortunately, you know, initially, I, I can't say that I was promiscuous, mm-hmm. but because I was opened up to perversion at such a young age, it, it allowed other doors or cracks to be 
open yeah. to be able to attack me that right. I didn't know about, right. which was how, you know, the homosexuality and, you know, things came into play mm-hmm. or whatever. So I, I just, you know, I think, you know, everything that happened, we don't think that, you know, when we go through certain things that it affects us, but every single thing that we do Absolutely. affects us and other people. Absolutely. You know, so Absolutely. I think uh, a lot of people need to learn how to grasp that particular thought process. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think it's important for, um, I think it's important for everybody to know, but, but let me specifically talk about the one who is the molester. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Typically, uh, the molester was at one time probably the molestee. Possibly, yes. Right? Yes. And and they forget that hurting people hurt people. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, they think it's normal. They, and they think it's normal. Unfortunately. Absolutely. You know? And it, it and there's absolutely nothing normal at all <laughs> about, at you all. know, uh, uh, an adult being with a child. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's not even talk about whether it's same sex or not. Right. Like that right. matters not. At all. Right? <laughs> at all. Um, there, there should be nothing um uh, inviting for for an adult to a child exactly. you know i was i was talking to some friends of ours my wife and i have some friends and i was telling them i said you know my daughters I think the Lord for them, you know, uh, they, they're great people, but I don't see them as beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like I see them as beautiful as like daddy's girls. Right. 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 right, right. But yeah. I don't look at them like, man, she fine. I'm right. like, I don't even know what you I, what, like. Exactly. Why do you find anything about her attractive? Right. 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 <laughs> um, not that, not that daddy and mama made ugly kids. Right. No. But in my mind, I'm like, there is nothing about them that's right. attractive like that. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, because I had to, I had to personally, make a choice to say wait a minute although I endured this I yet know who I am mm-hmm. and uh and I, I think I think when 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 the molester finds somebody that they feel like may not have that mm-hmm. thought process or that ideology somebody that they can really uh just kind of grab and make their own it's such a horrible thing mm-hmm and, uh, and, and it's unfortunate. Um, and, and I pray that if, if there are any of you out there listening, uh, who has that, that predilection towards molestation, um, of another, of another person, I hope that somewhere down the line, you, you're really able to find the help that you need. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, whether it's getting locked into a great church, whether it's getting into some therapy, right. uh, whether it's, it's talking to somebody that you trust that can really help you understand mm-hmm. how, how powerful, of a thing that can be against somebody's life because not everybody is a Zanetta, right? right. Not everybody's going to overcome this. Right, right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, not all of us are going to overcome it. So um, I, I, I really hope that, that that helps somebody. Now, now let's talk about, let's talk about um, your son. Okay. Um, your your book, your book makes a reference to him uh, in several places. Mm-hmm. Um uh, <laughs> Help us understand, uh, and, and it's probably not anything that that you can really articulate. Uh, what's well, how I want to say it? It's probably not a, 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 the way that you can adequately articulate it to its depth. Mm-hmm. But 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 tell us um, how how much he means to you, uh, and and what he meant to you as far as you making the shift and the change in your life. Well, I mean, he was my everything. He was all I had. Right. You know, so um, 
I just knew uh, before I found out I was pregnant with my son. It, it's so funny because I had never had unprotected sex uh-huh. with a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I got pregnant with my son, I we actually didn't have sex per se. Oh, wow. Um, but um, before that, I was drinking like mm-hmm. every day in the morning and the evenings. Okay. I was smoking black and miles. Like wow. I was done playing basketball in college. So I was just finishing up my last year. Okay. And I just was kind of spiraling. Gotcha. And I was contemplating dropping out of school. It's like, I'm over this. I'm tired of this. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, he, he and I's father, you know, we got together and whatever. So I didn't know I was pregnant. And, um, I was actually preparing my next move for the military for when I graduated. Okay. So I went to MIPS and took my physical and they said, everything is fine except for you're pregnant. I was like, there's no way that I'm pregnant. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) And then I went and took a blood test. The blood test was negative. Wow. And um, one of my friends was like, you might want to take another test. So I took another home test and it came up positive. So when I came home, I took one more. I came home for something and I took one more and it still said I was pregnant. So that's how I found out that I was pregnant. And it just was like, okay, Zanetta, you either going to give up or you're going to lock in. Right. I've never really been a quitter. So time to lock in. Time to lock in. Yeah. So that's what I did. And, and. That's what I did to finish school, but I still was dealing with my other issues with homosexuality. Mm-hmm. So it took me a little longer to lock into the piece of, cause in my head, all I'm doing is loving somebody. Right. I'm not hurting nobody. All I'm right. doing is loving somebody. So, so wait a minute, help me understand. You were, you were actively engaged in a homosexual relationship yet pregnant with your son. No. Okay. So if I was by myself, like when I got pregnant with my son, I was single. Okay. So typically, um, when I started dealing with women, um, if I was single, I'd be like, okay, I wonder if I, I still have interest in men at all. Gotcha. So that's how I ended up pregnant gotcha. with my son. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Beyond that, I didn't necessarily, I didn't deal with men too much past that point. Gotcha. Um, so... You know, when I found out I was pregnant, I just was like, okay, I got to lock in and make some changes. Yeah. And it, it took, like I said, it took me longer when it came to me dealing with, you know, my issues with homosex- homosexuality because I felt like, okay, God, I asked you several times and it hasn't gone away. Mm-hmm. So clearly this is who I am. Right. You know, like, I don't ask, I don't ask, and I don't ask. <laughs> and it ain't going nowhere. Right. So right. I'm going to go ahead and do me since... Nothing seems to be changing. Right. You know, right. like I said earlier, it wasn't until, you know, I, I started attending Ola Joy and I learned that faith without work is dead. It's dead, yeah. It's like, okay, so now yeah. I had I had to start shifting. And when I start shifting, I start realizing the impact that I was having on my son's life. Gotcha. And it used to destroy me. Like I it would it cut me like a knife to know that at some point I took part in possibly screwing up my child's head, mm-hmm. you know, for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. So from then on, I just, I just made it 
it, it was imperative to me to make sure that I do my best to live by example and lead by example. Yeah. yeah so yeah. because I just I want it better for him than what I have for myself. Now, now I, th- I think that's important for uh, for parents to hear, um, particularly if you are a single parent mm. um, to understand that everything you do everything. and everything <laughs> you say and, you know, every way you act you know, it, it impacts the child in some way, shape or form. Um, you know, first of all, I got to say that, that I have, uh, I've always respected you as a woman, as a woman of God. Um, but, but after your son passed, I had like a completely, I have such a completely different level of respect for you, uh, because you did what no parent should have to do. Right. Right. Which is to eulogize your son. How in the world, how in the world, Zanetta, did you because because and and let me say this, um, I don't want us and and please forgive me for the way that I'm going to say this, but I don't want us to take the easy way out and say the Lord did it. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Because we know that's true. Definitely. Like no ifs, ands or buts. Mm -hmm. But but what kind of headspace do you have to be in to even allow the Lord to talk to you at all when when your heart has to be breaking and saying, I got to eulogize my son mm-hmm. because my son is no longer here. And and I and in your mind somewhere and you forgive me if I'm if I'm just making up stuff as I go. But mm-hmm. you, you would have to say you could have stopped this. Right. God, you could have, you could have stopped. So, so, so how do you, how, how did, how were you able to rationalize that moment mm-hmm. uh, enough to be effective uh, in that moment like you were? Well, truthfully, so a little backstory. So when everything happened um, and we were all at the hospital, uh, my family, my church family, mm-hmm. um, when they finally told us that my son was dead, I just started walking. I just walked out of church. I mean, out of the uh, hospital mm-hmm. and um, my pastor, uh, my elder um, and uh, my son's girlfriend, they were behind me, but mm-hmm. I just was walking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I truly believe had I been able to make it to uh, 520, I probably would have tried to kill somebody. Oh, I believe just, it. Just keeping it. I believe it. Honest. I believe it. But I just feel like the Lord arrested me and I hit the ground. Wow. Um, and and I, I said this once before, like I screamed so loud that it, it it was just I felt pain down my spine. Wow. And I just I just hit the ground mm-hmm. and um, eventually they picked me up and, and my pastor was, you know, I was gone. I was just and, and she was like, I, I didn't know what direction you were going to go in. Mm-hmm. And um, in that moment, I just was like, okay, God, it's either I'm going to choose you or I'm finna kill everybody. I hear you. So I choose you mm-hmm. and it's going to be what it's going to be because he gone. Right. And then um, we were headed to, um, we were headed to, uh, to the, the mortuary mm-hmm. and um she was like my apostle was like so do you want me to before she can get it out good i said no i'll do it wow because my bottom line is 
I couldn't say my son, but his death will not be in vain. Absolutely. So if my son, unfortunately, if if it took my son's life to save somebody else's life, yeah, then that's what we gonna rock with. I hear you. So that was pretty much it for me. Listen, let me tell you, just I, I know you all are not sitting in the studio with us tonight, <laughs> uh, but man, I wish you all could see uh, the level of resolve that I see uh, in Zanetta. I, I am I am thoroughly um, uh, impressed. And even that's a that's such a gross understatement, I think, for for what you've endured and for where you are um, and your resilience uh, in a moment like this is just, it's unfathomable. And I, I applaud you. Um, I know it's the Lord, right? We, we walk with God. We yeah. walk with God. So I know it's the Lord. Uh, there, there's no way that you could do this without him. At all. Um, but, but there is, there, there is some wisdom, uh, that can really be, uh, released in a moment like this, right? Talk, talk to, talk to that parent who says, I don't know what to do with this kid. This kid is driving me crazy. Um, I really just want to throw them to the wolves, but I know it's wrong. Like, like what, how do they self-correct, uh, get into a better headspace so that they can help to direct their child down the path that will lead to greater things? Well, first of all, you know, the Bible tells us that the power of life and death is in a tongue. Yeah. So if, you know, and, and it also tells us not to eat our seed. Yeah. So um, even with my son and I, I was guilty of it, it was never intentional. But, you know, because you want to have conversations to try to um, reel your child in or find yeah. better ways to deal with situations. Yeah. You know, when you open your mouth, you know, they, they're getting on my nerves. They're doing A, B, C, and D, and I'm sick of them. And I, you know, and, you know, you have to go back and repent for those type of things. Yeah. One thing that I always try never to do was uh, talk negatively to my son. Okay. Always my thing, always speak life, always speak life. All right. Or even if I didn't handle something correctly, I'm a firm believer in child or not, they have the right to that apology. Yeah. You know, for how I might have conducted myself or handled myself. And, okay. You know, to me, uh, being, um, what's the word? Um, uh, not transparent, but, um, just being able to go back and address things that you might not have done correctly with your child. I okay. think that, that is imperative. It is. Um, for a child to see. Right. And I was very big on that because I never wanted my son to be too prideful to where he couldn't go back and correct the situation when he mishandled something. Yeah. So I was very big on that. So I would just say to, you know, always speak life and seek wise counsel. Yeah. Um, wise yeah. counsel is, you know, unfortunately some of us think we, we know how to, you know, function and conduct ourselves. Yeah. Oftentimes, even as adults, we get it wrong. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, absolutely. Uh, and absolutely. probably more times than not, mm -hmm. we get it wrong. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I always try to humble myself and address whatever situation that needed to be addressed, be it just be me and him, be it he, I, and our pastor, be mm -hmm. it a therapist, whatever. I did my best to lay out every avenue 
for uh, my son and I to have a healthy relationship. Okay. So, and, and I, that's what I would suggest to anybody be willing and open. And it's very hard for us as African Americans. It's, it's men and women yeah. on different, different spectrums. Yeah. You know, you know, we all think we have to be super strong and mm-hmm. that, you know, therapy is not for the African American. Right. It is definitely taboo in our, in our community. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. But for me, whatever Avenue, my bottom line was always, um, cause people be like, I don't know why you're still doing this. Uh, you know, why you just won't put him out or bottom line for me is as a mother, unfortunately, if anything was to ever happen, I knew that I did everything humanly possible and spiritually right. to make sure that I've covered all my bases. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. Gotcha. And that way I could lay my head down at night. So even though this situation took place with my son losing his life, in one sense, I sleep easy because I know I was the mother to to bend over backwards. Wow. No matter what went on. Right. You know, I did everything naturally and spiritually that I knew to do to make sure that my son was okay. Now, now that is a big statement to make. Yeah. Um, and, and that really does again, speak to, um, the resolve that you have to have, um, as a person to say, while this did not turn out the way that I envisioned it, mm-hmm. right. This didn't turn out the way I wanted it. Definitely. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this was not as a result of the fact that I dropped the ball. Exactly. <laughs> you know, th- that's, that's a big statement to make, yeah. um, because we're, we're talking about this happened in what month this year? June 17th. June 17th. This happened in June. And so for you to be six months out and say, hey, you know, I love him. Mm -hmm. I will always love him. Mm -hmm. But I can honestly say that this was not my fault. This is not the fact that that he that he didn't have access to the right information, didn't have access to the right people. You know, at the end of the day, he he made a choice and that choice had a consequence. And uh, and that's that's a huge place to be able to Mm be. Um, I I am so thankful for the opportunity to be able to have had you here tonight. Um, and I, I know that I'm going to be better. I know our artist is going to be better. Um, thank you for being my my pioneer interview, uh, <laughs> no the first problem. one out the at the gate. Um, let me let me let me ask you this. I know that you're doing some things in his honor, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, how can uh, how can our audience tap into that? How can they tap into that? Well, we're still in the works. Okay. Um, but what we're trying to do is we're going to start a scholarship fund. Okay. Um, and we're probably going to streamline it through uh, our ministry as okay. well. Um, and our goal is to for that kid that might be torn between two opinions, but, you know, has a desire for college or trade school or anything in that wheelhouse. We're trying to, you know, create a scholarship uh, in his honor okay. for those that might be lacking in some way, shape, form or fashion. And um, and we'll pretty much build from there. Um, probably start out with one scholarship a year. And then as you know, we increase then we'll um, increase the amount of, you know, financial funds that we're able to distribute to the community. Okay. Um, so we're going to be doing T-shirts, sweatshirts, all those type of things. And Got it. The proceeds, some of the proceeds will go towards that particular scholarship fund. Okay. Now, he, uh, Davion, was an amazing football player. 
football and wrestling. And wrestling. Yes. Uh And wrestling. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I know that there are a lot of young men out there who um, they're really doing all that they can Mm -hmm. to make sure that they are, uh, you know, the best football player that they can be, Mm -hmm. being the best wrestler that they can be. Um, I know Davion had a lot of uh, trophies, a lot of awards and things like that. Um, How, how, what do you say to them, Zanetta, um, when it is that they are so super focused on what they're trying to achieve Mm -hmm. uh, that they fail to see some of those things that are around them that may be uh, not so much for their good. What what do you say to that kid? Um, Wow. What I used to say to my son was pay attention to your surroundings. Mm -hmm. Everybody's not for you. Right. Um, and if they are for you, even if you choose to remove yourself from them for, for a period of time, when it's time for you guys to have a healthy relationship, no matter what type of relationship that may be, then they'll be there. Right. Because the, the bottom line is what what was very hard for young the younger generation to understand is everybody's not meant to be in your life for a lifetime. Right. Some people are leaves some people are branches some people are roots right and you have to learn how to decipher between those i like that and my son unfortunately because he felt like you know he didn't have the father figure you know he latched on to unfortunately a lot of the negative aspects Mm -hmm. of what was around him Mm -hmm. um but you know he was a very bright kid he was also headed to college so the capability is there but it has to be up to you to decide who and what you're going to follow who and what you're going to be got it so and a big thing that i always told him it's not what you do in public it's what you do in private that's going to create who you are as a man that's so true so um i just try to be very honest and i'm I'm very blunt with all his friends Mm -hmm. um any of his friends that call me ma that's Mm -hmm. what they call me Mm -hmm. we have those same type of conversations Mm -hmm. so um and I try to put them in contact with the right type of men as okay. well. Okay. Because unfortunately, you know, some areas are better with it as far as the world goes when it comes to the male aspect. Right. Some areas are not. Where we live, unfortunately, it hasn't seemed to be the best mm-hmm. um, area when it comes to African-American men mm-hmm. stepping up and, you know, giving examples Yeah. Um, to give these young men uh, some type of blueprint to follow. Yeah. Um, which is unfortunately so, but all we can do is pray and try to, you know, continue to guide him in the right direction. No, that is, that is absolutely true. And I, I want to um, encourage every man out there who has the, uh, the time, mm-hmm. who has the availability and the passion for it. Really. Um, you can't, you can't mentor young men if you don't have the passion, um, because it can be trying, Yeah, right. It definitely. can really be a trying situation when you have a young men who are not accustomed, mm-hmm. uh, to having that male voice in their life. Um, I was talking to a young man uh, at one time and I was I given him some really stern instructions mm-hmm. and uh, and that young man didn't follow those instructions. And I said to him, I said, the problem is, is that when when you begin to hear a man talk because you hadn't heard a man talk, it sounds like a bully exactly. and not like instructions. Exactly. Right. So you it's, it's hard to decipher between the two. Am I being told what to do or am mm-hmm. I being, you know, uh, 
uh, am I being pointed in the right direction? And unfortunately, they become combative Absolutely. in that state. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So thank you so much for joining me tonight. No problem. Um, I hope that we get a chance to, uh, to do this again. Tell us where we can find the book. Where can uh, we find the book? You can find the book on Amazon. Okay. All right. Go to Amazon.com and type in The Weight. The Weight and The Weight. The Weight and The Weight. Or my name. Okay. And you will actually pull up all three of my books. Okay. Yeah. All right. Listen, thank you so much again, Zanetta, uh, for joining for us. Me. Wise Counsel, thank you all so much for joining us tonight. I hope that you heard something uh, that has helped to push you into your next place. Till the next time, we'll talk with you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Wise Counsel. We hope that you were inspired, intrigued, and empowered. Do us a favor and be sure to leave us a rating on your favorite podcast outlet of choice. And don't feel shy to leave a critique. We're always looking to better ourselves for you, our listeners. Always remember you can get information from anywhere. But wisdom is the product of the intentional, the heartbeat of the intelligent, and the desire of the intrigued. Join us again right here for our next episode of Wise Counsel. Wise Counsel is a subsidiary of GT Salter & Company.